So let's talk about other aspects of uh, business and um, finance and economics. And we're joined by Amanda Lang from BNN Bloomberg. Nice to have you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good morning. We were talking with Tim Hudak about last year's housing numbers, but I know that on your show tonight, you're planning on kind of looking into the future this coming calendar year for business, finance and houses and all of that stuff. So what are you predicting? Yeah, I mean, the big question, of course, is uh, have we seen the bottom yet uh, for some people? And for other people, will we see better affordability? And interestingly, even though home prices have come down a lot, as we know, they're still not affordable. So there's a bit of a paradox going on there. And the real turn on this, and we talked to a few different experts, is uh, we, we believe rates are basically near the top. Does that mean that housing prices are near the bottom? And the answer for most people seems to be not really. We could still see some downside in housing. Although when we look at the numbers that we're seeing, what you and I have talked a lot about is sales have dried up. The volume of sales has dried up. The prices are still going down, but they're going down really slowly, right? Just a, a 1% drop in Toronto from December, uh, from November. So it's not as though we're still seeing a huge crash. So the, the worst of the big declines could be over, but it could be a while before people feel as though their home is back where it was. And it could take a long time to get back to those pandemic levels. I'm very curious about your take on a story we were talking about on the show yesterday. And uh, mm-hmm. British Columbia, has introduced a three-day cooling-off period for home buyers. The question mark is, might this come to Ontario? I still can't quite understand why it would exist in the first place, Amanda, because I think this is a serious disruption to the ability of somebody to sell a home if they have to sit there for three days and wonder if the sale is going to go through. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think a lot of experts are with you. This seems to be one of those you know, possibly well-intentioned, but just bad pieces of policy. I think Ontario and other places are quite rightly pausing to say, what is this about and, and what effect it has? Because to your point, not only does it increase the uncertainty, and by the way, you know, the three days is stuff you could do in advance of signing a contract, right? There's a lot of the due diligence you need to do to buy a house should be done before you sign a contract. But it also allows people to make multiple bids. So you could have speculators or just buyers out there. And we know buying a home and selling one at the same time can be a really tricky kind of finesse moment where you try to get the timing right. You could make multiple bids. And so people think they have you and you turn around and say, nope, I took this other one and I'm going to, I'm going to buy that instead. It creates huge volatility and uncertainty in the marketplace. Now, what I would say is buyers in our system are at a disadvantage and there are other things we could do, including the whole blind bidding process yep. that would change the tilt the balance in the favor of the buyers and make things a little bit more equal. This one doesn't seem like a great idea. And I actually wonder, given the pushback that we're seeing, whether BC will stick with it. OK, so let's stick with real estate and Canada's foreign buyer ban or mm-hmm. special tax. Um, what form is that taking in the year to come? So there are a bunch of exemptions. Uh, so if you're international students, foreign students, uh, temporary workers, foreign workers here who are here for at least four years, exempted from this. The real point really is to try to keep international investors from buying properties here. But as we know, that's a really small part of the market, right? Somewhere between 1.2 and 2% of the total market. So will it have a big impact? Not really. Will it cause more headaches and costs for real estate agents? Yes, because there are penalties. If you get offside this, you have to make sure you know, you're dealing with the right client. 
But again, this would fall to me in the category of more kind of virtue signaling around our intentions. It's not a bad thing, though, to say to the world, we're not here for you to invest in and park cash. Our homes are for people to live in. And other countries do this, as we know. They actually prohibit or make it really hard for foreign ownership of properties because they think their own their own citizens should be able to own properties. So uh, this is one where I would say probably won't make a big difference, but it's not a bad policy because it signals our intention, which is that people should be able to have homes we can afford to live in. You're going to be dealing with all of these topics in greater detail on your broadcast tonight. There's one last one I wanted to ask you about. And again, it's about looking forward to the coming year and looking at job prospects in 2023. What a funny year it was because people kept on bracing themselves for uh, bad times. And yet it became a worker's market. And there is still this yawning gap when it comes to employment opportunities. Yeah, so interesting. And especially interesting because we have to pair the question of what happens to jobs with, will there be a recession? And while everybody sort of seems to agree, not everybody, but most people think we're going to get a mild recession, everybody also agrees we won't get a normal one where job losses happen. So that's a weird recession, right? Your job is safe, but the country's in economic contraction. Uh, And interestingly, even when we see these huge headline layoffs at places like Salesforce, Amazon, and uh, elsewhere, um, a lot of those folks have been apparently reemployed. So so the tight labor market works. People may just skate through this recession and it might be like the tree falling in the forest, John. Like only economists will care about this one. I, you know, the fingers crossed, but that may be where we're headed. Oh, well, you and I spend way too much time around economists. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Thanks a lot for this. Thanks, John. Amanda Lang, host of Taking Stock with Amanda Lang. It airs weekly on CTV News Channel and CP24, plus an encore presentation on News Talk 1010 tonight at 10 o'clock, 6 o'clock on television.